Hi everyone, my name is Virginia Duan, also known as Mandarin Mama, and I'm the host of the Nuna Army podcast, where we talk about the particular challenges and aspects of being a middle-aged BTS fan. Uh, today's topic is on expansiveness and BTS. How BTS is very generous and expansive, um, both in terms of their art and other artists, as well as how they expand um, they try to expand their fans' interests, if that makes sense. So first, I'm going to actually just talk about their expansiveness as artists. Um, I find it so, so interesting that BTS have always been very upfront about the people that they admire and like either artists that they wish to work with and collaborate with or artists that have inspired them or even just artists that they're currently enjoying. I find that so refreshing that they are so secure and maybe they weren't always like super secure, but the fact that they want to share the things that they love with other people. So yeah, they, they're just really secure in who they are as people and that not only do they recommend people outside of their genre. So like, it makes sense. Like, Hey, you could recommend someone outside of your genre and you don't feel threatened by, by them, but they also rec recommend people within their genre, like within the realm of K-pop or, um, they recommend other artists that they're friends with other artists, uh, within their industry and that they are generous to other artists in their industry, that they're always just kind. Um, I feel like it's, it's just, I love how expansive and inclusive that they are. And then they're also expansive and inclusive in terms of like either undiscovered artists or uh, people who make things for them. Um, and that, the, you know, they chose a lot of Korean stylists, not stylists, but like fashion houses or whatever. But like they're very thoughtful in who they choose to, um, to promote. Uh, to give like free promo to, I guess, um, the BTS effect. Uh, sometimes unintended. I'm sure V would like his lip balm and uh, Jungkook would like his uh, downy softener. But uh, but you know what I mean. But and and I just I think one of the ways that it really it was really highlighted was during their Connect BTS uh, that was in conjunction with their Mots Seven release. I just find it so thoroughly interesting that part of their you know strategy of marketing was to invite other artists artists that they personally either really liked and thought found interesting or they thought connected with their message that bts puts out and that and that it was just it was they're so expansive right like they are um just very generous and very secure like they they recognize that people like that people are multi-layered that People don't only like BTS. They have other interests. They like other things. I mean, BTS has only been around seven years. Of course, people like things other than BTS. Uh, even if you are seven years old, even if you were born on June 12th, 2013, you have other interests other than BTS, right? And so I just, I love how expansive they are, that they invite other artists. They invite their fans to check out other artists, and they invite their artists other artists to engage with their fans and that they're secure enough to know that even that their fans will either stay um, or embrace these new artists or even even if I mean I think Jungkook even said once that like even if you started off liking them and then no longer do that he thinks 
us for the time that we did spend with them. So I just find that's just such a beautiful way to see things. And I've been trying to see that as well, because as a content creator, um, as a writer, um, you know, I used to write and blog a lot about teaching our kids Chinese, like, and I, and I still do that now, but not nearly as much as I used to. Um, and so I think the people, I, I feel like it's given me a good, like expansive view towards the, you know, my old fans or, um, or new ones, you know, so I think that's, it's just, it's just so refreshing to see artists who are secure and the, and they want to introduce you to new things and that they expand your worldview. So some of the things that BTS has expanded my worldview on is obviously K-pop, uh, Korean culture, Korean hip hop. I would have never found Epic High were it not for um, RM seeing the song umbrella with somebody with that the japanese fan right um and because when i had when i knew that sugar liked epic high and he said fly was a like a very instrumental song for him so i listened to it and i didn't really like fly the first time i heard it so i just kind of wrote them off uh, but then when i found the rm duet i was like oh maybe i do like some of their stuff and so i started to check out more of their things um so i mean i've checked out tiger jk because of rm i've checked out um, Nell because of RM, like, is it, I think it's Green Nocturne. Oh, that song just kills me. And, uh, you know, just so many artists. I've checked out IU because of JK. Um, yeah, I mean, just, just so much Korean culture, so much Korean stuff because of BTS. And then because, um, uh, because they also do a lot of like Chinese things, or at least there's um, a lot of there's a lot of the root words are in Chinese. It's also expanded my understanding of Chinese culture. I don't understand the Korean obsession with the three rom the romance of the three kingdoms, but I've looked into some of that, um, and because that's Chinese, and it's just I just find it just so interesting that I've expanded so much of my worldview, and then it's expanded other artists. Um, this is a dumb example, but I used to really not like Drake at all. But because of J-Hope uh, dancing to the In My Feelings song, which is still like one of the best Twitter videos I have ever had the privilege of watching. So fantastic. Um, because of that, like I, I started listening to Drake and I started to like him more and give him more of a chance. I still think his lyrics are really stupid. <laughs> but whatever, you know, like we have layers. We can listen to... Drake, we can listen to Justin Bieber. I actually really do like Justin Bieber's music as abysmal the lyrics are. I still like them. Um, we can have layers, people. We can have layers. We can like lots of different things. And I just find that just so fascinating. Um, yeah, just expanding my worldview. It's, um, I already knew about Carl Jung and his like the like ego stuff, but you know, kind of learn more about it um, more deeply more than I actually care to know. <laughs> and a lot of the literature that they they have talked about I've read or I'm familiar with. Um, but you know, there's art. I don't, truthfully, I don't care about like art. I'm like Sugar. He's like, yeah, I don't really care about it. Uh, but I do find it interesting and because they're connected to it, I find it interesting enough to look at. Um, it's expanded my friend circles um, before a lot of my friends were exactly like me or not exactly like me but I don't know if you've experienced this but what happens is if you're younger then you might not but um 
So, you know, when you're in school, you have a wide variety of friends, right? Because you're in school, you meet a lot of different people, the things that you have, you know, you're in a dorm, you work together, um, you're in different classes. But so you have an opportunity to meet a wide swath of people. Um, and then when you work, it kind of narrows a bit, but you know, still work kind of brings a lot of different personalities together. Uh, but it still narrows a bit. And then your friends start getting married. Maybe you get married and then your circle narrows again. And then you have children. And uh, How to explain the incredible, the swift shrinking of my world when I had my child, my first child. It just, it went from like unlimited and vast to maybe like three people. Maybe four people, including my mother, you know? And then, yeah, it was just so lonely. It was just so lonely and just isolating and it was confusing and it was scary. And then slowly, you know, I branched out more and more. But again, if you're, I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, so you just end up meeting more stay-at-home moms because who's around? Stay-at-home moms. <laughs> and so like, though my circle got wider, it was still kind of the similar type. It's mostly all, and you know, truthfully, it's been about 10 years and I'm always confused when I see men um, because I'm always in environments where it's almost always 99% women and the only men are children. <laughs> and by men, I mean boys, right? Like an, an occasional dad. So um, I'm very rarely in circumstances where there's a lot of grown adult men around and it's always confusing to me. Um, like my world has to be like, oh yeah, men exist that are not my husband, right? Or my friend's husbands. Um, and even my friend's husbands, I very, I don't see very often. Um, and so when I became a blogger like six or seven years ago, you know, again, my world expanded a bit, but again, it's, it's 99% women. It's like 90% women that I saw at conferences. Um, so, and again, most of us were moms, most of us were writers or like, some type of influencer. So again, very similar, maybe not values, but like crowd. But then I started getting into BTS and wow, it just opened up. Oops. It opened up so many people. And uh, like I've mentioned before, I, um, I'm part of these group chats and it's just women and people from all over the world. Reddit is like that. Twitter is like that. It's just so I just find it so interesting that people all over the world can be so into like seven dudes from Korea that we'll never meet in person. Um, but yeah, I feel like they've expanded my world in that sense also. So the types of people I know, um, their backgrounds are very different. Their ages are different. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I was friends with people of different ages other than when I worked. And even then it was like above a certain, you know, 25 and older right uh, and now and then again my world shrank and I had kids and then now it's expanding so it's um, and actually what's really funny to me is that I I, uh, I skipped a grade when I was I skipped fourth grade and I was already young for my year so I was always I've always been used to being the youngest person in the room so despite being the oldest in my oldest kid in the family um I, I've always been used to being the youngest kid every year, all the time. And then 
And so I always, I kind of, kind of got used to it. Like when I was in finance, I was the youngest person that they had hired, uh, for a long time. And, uh, yeah, I was just, and then now <laughs> I am no longer the youngest person in the room. <laughs> I'm quite frequently the oldest person in the room. And I just find it baffling and just kind of confusing and very amusing. Um, but yeah, so it's just expanded my world in terms of like people I hang out with or hang out with online, obviously, because I have no actual friends in real life now. Uh, thanks, coronavirus. Um, but yeah, so I feel like it's been expansive in that sense. So just the things that BTS has expanded in my world, it's been, it's been really cool. And then even things like webtoons, which I would have never gotten into, stupid things like that, or like TikTok, I would have, well... I only installed for their rare updates, right? But like, I got involved with Twitter again because of BTS, you know, or, or just trying Reddit because of BTS, um, joining Facebook groups that are only about BTS because of BTS, you know, and got back into fanfics because of BTS. So I feel like my world has expanded because of BTS and I'm really grateful for all the, even if I don't really care about Samsung or Hyundai or whatever, and now I know a lot about these, <laughs> these products. You know, so it's just, it's just very interesting to me, um, that my world and my understanding of the world has expanded, um, and that I have learned so many new things and made so many new friends. So that's kind of a tangent, well, not tangent, but like, that's another way that BTS has expanded my worldview. And then just career wise, it has expanded my career. Um, I've always wanted to talk about entertainment, entertainment news, um, or like pop culture, but I didn't really know how to do it. Uh, and then BTS gave me that in. And then because of that, I, because I started talking about BTS, I got opportunities. Uh, you know, I got to attend the Frozen 2 premiere. I got to interview celebrities through Mochi Magazine. Um, so just lots of, lots of avenues in my career that have opened up because of BTS as well. It's just expanded my, my repertoire of writing, the things that I can write about, the things that I thought I could write about. It's expanded me into YouTube. Again, I've always wanted to do videos. I was just too scared, didn't know what topic, and I was just really scared. But because of BTS, I expanded into those things. So many things that they've expanded in my life that I've found very interesting. I felt really trapped sometimes by just only talking about Chinese and Mandarin or um, feeling annoyed that... Not annoyed. I, actually, I was very grateful for the opportunities. Um, but just like, I, I'm interested in more things than... Chinese, just like I'm interested in more things than BTS. But I found that Chinese and BTS have been really great avenues for me to talk about the things I actually care about. And they're really great metaphors for things in life and writing too. Uh, so I feel like it's just been, it's expanded my world in that sense. And then part of what I find so fascinating about the expansive nature of BTS, again, with them, um, um, promoting other artists, talking freely about the things that they love and not always worrying about whether they're like officially paid to sponsored to talk about them. Um, but just also just how secure they are with other, um, artists, other singers, other K-pop groups, that they're friends with them, that they collaborate, that they're generous with their time, that they're, that like, especially Suga and RM, I feel like, and, and Jimin and I guess Jungkook. Envy. Okay, all of them. Except J-Hope, because we don't really know much about J-Hope. Um, but that, 
but I'm sure he also has his industry connections and everything, right? But like, just how they're just so kind and generous and how they use their influence um, for good and for, for the social good and for not all, not selfishly. And not that I'm a very, I, I mean, I am a selfish person. I feel like all of us are self-interested, right? But um, we, we kind of have to be to, um, to survive in this world. Um, but, and I for one have never been, I, I don't like drama. I used to like drama, but I, I really don't um, now anyway. But in the blogging world, you know, it, it can, you or in the influencer world, even in the Chinese world, like the Chinese blogging world, like I was one of the first few Chinese blogger, bloggers who talked about Chinese and teaching their kids Chinese, homeschooling Chinese. And um, initially when more and more people started doing that, I felt very threatened and... I was very jealous and I was um, maybe not always the kindest. And in the blogging world in general, it's very easy to be caught up in numbers like, oh, so-and-so has more followers or so-and-so has more pins or whatever. Um, and it's very easy to get caught up in that. Um, but And I, I, I would like to think that I've always been a supportive person and not the type of person to be like backstabby. And I, and I like to think that that's the way I've been. Uh, but who knows? I'm sure I've offended somebody in the past or done not so great things. But in general, I think that's what resonates really. I've, it makes me happy to see BTS be so generous because it reminds me that they're, they're so secure and that I can, I'm not saying this right, but uh, that that is also my philosophy. Like I, I, I think I used to think that there was only one pie and you better grab your slice and grab as big of a pie as you can. And uh, everyone else was like competition. And I feel like that's how I was kind of raised. You know, like to be to be the best or to always think you're the best. To always want the best. Um, but now that I'm older, I realize there's no such thing as the best. The best at what? By whom? Defined by whom? Right? Uh, and that really... If you're secure in who you are, if you're secure in your content, the things that you make, the things that you do, um, that there are more, there's more than one pie. There's infinite pies. There's infinite pies. And that you cannot be threatened by other people because there's only one you. And no one can make, no one can steal you. Or they can, they can have a simulacrum, but it's not, it's not you, right? Uh, and that the people who are attracted to you and the things that you make um, it's to your unis, right? And so the, the things that we're so like BTS understands that I feel like they they really embody this generosity of spirit and this like security in who they are as as artists and as people. And maybe they've not always been that way, um, but it's still the image that they project, right? And I and I like to think that I emulate that. Like there's. So in the blogging world, right, there's infinite, there's so many blogs, there's so many mom blogs, there's now so many people talking about Chinese, um, but I know that no one can be like me. No one has my voice, no one has my experience, no one has my unique genetic makeup and like the way I talk or the way I present things or the way I, I am. And so now... Uh, I'm really excited when I see new Chinese bloggers because I feel like the reason is because I used to feel threatened, but now I'm like, no, 
we are not monolith. Chinese, Taiwanese people, people of Asian descent, we're not monolith. So if there can be like a million white ladies talking about Pi, there can be a million voices talking about Chinese and teaching their kids Chinese. And in reality, that's great because the more people who talk about it, that means there's more resources for me to draw upon. And I'm so grateful that there are other bloggers like Chalk Academy or, um, you know, Fortune Cookie Mom because, like, they create content that I hate creating. I hate worksheets. I hate, I'm terrible at taking good photos, right? Like, all these things. So I'm really grateful for them. And then, um, or like blogging or like YouTube reactions or BTS things. Like, I'm so, like, one of the reasons why it took me so long to, you know, react to things or to talk about BTS was because I was like, oh, who needs another voice? Who needs, who wants to hear my voice? Um, there's so many great reactors out there. I mean, I got into, I really got into BTS because of Briz Life. I love his reaction videos. Um, I think he's so, he's fun and he's funny. He's exciting. He's engaging. You know, I love FO Squad. Um, I love like, um, Honey and Kony. Um, I think I'm saying right. Hyoni, Kyoni TV, right? And then, uh, DKDK TV. I know people have canceled them, but whatever. Um, I love React to the K. I, feel, I love, you know, Joey Notto and I love um, Lit TV, right? Like, um, I just, there's so many reactors out there and maybe I didn't name your favorite, um, but that's okay because just because you like them doesn't mean I have to like them. Just because I like them doesn't mean you have to like them. And that there's just room. There's so much room. And I feel like that's, that's part of the message of BTS, that there's so much room. And, and they've expanded what America understands as popular music, right? They've expanded the, the cultural palette of so many Western countries. They've expanded... Sorry, those are my kids screaming. But, you know, they've expanded even my children's understanding of what music can be and can look like and what, what artists can look like. That artists can look like us, right? That amazing talent can look like us. That people who look like me, people who look like my kids, uh, can win awards in America, which is so rare. Uh, so I feel like they've expanded even what Americans and Western culture thinks of when it comes to like music and transformative art. So I just, I really love that. And I, I love how there's just so much room. There's just, and I think that's one of my key takeaways. And if I, actually, I've always felt this, um, but BTS has really like spotlighted it in my mind. Like I feel like they're a very good example of what I'm talking about, which is that there's just so much room. There's room for all of us. There's room for our voices. And if we do love ourselves, if we are secure in ourselves, if we're not busy hating on people, if we're busy not... Here's the thing. People who tear things down, um, it's easy to tear things down. But it's really hard to make things. Like I think about, so there's this, uh, there's this overpass by the, where I live, the 580, 280, not 280, the 283, 285, I forget. Anyway, there used to be this huge overpass and then it was reduced to rubble. And I remember every time I passed it, I was like, how long does it take to make an overpass? It, it takes a month, it takes them forever. But how quickly it is to, how quick it is to destroy something. And then you can never put it back, right? Like you cannot turn the rubble back into, into an overpass. You have to make it all anew. 
right? And it's really difficult, right? There's like steel reinforcement bars, like all sorts of engineering stuff. It's like cracking an egg. You can never uncrack that egg. And so what do I, how does this relate to what I'm talking about? I guess what I mean is that you can spend your time tearing people down. You can spend your time like hating on certain reactors or hating on a group or being like an anti or saying like, oh, this person sucks and blah, 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 and this is why. And that takes a lot of energy. Or you can instead focus on the things that are great, focus on the people who are making awesome things, focus on people who are spreading the message that you want to amplify, people who are creating the art and the content that you enjoy and love and feel like bring good things to the world. And you can choose to focus on those things and you can choose to be generous with your time and generous with your comments um, and, and to promote those people. Uh, and that it doesn't hurt you to promote somebody. It doesn't hurt me to talk about other reactors. First of all, because I am so small, it doesn't really matter. And second of all, how, how sad and how limiting a world it would be if we could only like one thing. Like BTS takes their inspiration from so many places. How sad if they only, I mean, the reason why we love BTS is because they're so rich and varied right, in their content, that they draw upon so many things, psychology, Greek mythology, you know, tropes, old tropes, you know, like just so many things, like they have so many concepts, they have different styles, like how sad if they were only limited to one, how sad if they only sang love songs, how sad if they only sang social commentary songs, how sad if they only rapped, how, you know what I mean? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, how sad if BTS were the only group in the world? How sad if I were the only YouTube reactor? <laughs> well, first of all, it'd be, it's, and also it's like a lot of pressure if you're the only one, right? Like, um, and so that's what I've, I've, I already knew this, but I feel like BTS has really hammered that in, that lesson in home for me, that there's room there's room for everybody and to focus on positive things that even in your diss track, like dang, and, or cipher four, that you, that your main message is for someone to love themselves or that, yeah, that, that they choose to focus their energy on improving themselves and making good shit versus tearing down the other things that people make. Um, and so I've tried to like channel that. Of course it's like not always easy because, um, to quote Erica Badu, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit, <laughs> right? So of course there's times when people give me feedback, whether it's on writing or something like some reaction or something. And I'm like, oh, like I'm bristly about it and I'm mad. Um, but in general, like 95% of the time I try to look at their feedback separate from me. It's very difficult and see if there's any truth to it. And oftentimes there is validity and truth to their statements. And I can have a lot of excuses. I can say like, oh, well, blah, 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 this and blah, 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 that. But people don't care, right? They just look at your end product. They don't, they don't know me. They don't care about me, which is fine. They don't have to. Um, and I've tried to like take the feedback for what it is, separate it from like any perhaps attached insult to my excellent name. <laughs> uh, and then either incorporate that into future things or decide that I don't care about that feedback, that, that, that their feedback, though valid, is not important to me, like what they've said. That it is on a list of like all these things that I have to do, it's on the lower end. So 
okay, fine. If that's the type of product I'm willing to put out, uh, let's all face it. I'm not some like technical wizard. Um, I know my videos were laggy, and uh, but I'm, you know, I figured that out, and now my future ones aren't. But like, I I get that. I know sometimes the sound was weird, and but I try to live by done is better than perfect, uh, and I feel like BTS is also like that. Um, although their their quality is their quality of product is far superior to mine. <laughs> Um, but that, you know, that they're always improving and that's, that's what I tried to take away. So that was really, really probably very, very long. And, um, thank you for listening. And it's an expanded episode. Ah, sorry. <laughs> All right. So thank you for watching. Please like, and subscribe, uh, hit the notification bell, uh, or, you know, download my podcasts on your preferred podcast podcasting place of choice. Um, thank you so much for your time and I really appreciate you. And I'll see you next time.